Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Emerson and Bridget Spackman, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Happy 2024, y'all. We are so excited to kick off this new year with you because we have some new ideas we want to share, and we're going to give you all the details in this episode. But before we jump in, we're going to listen to a TSH from Debbie. Debbie says, grade level expectation of eating out together one to two times per week. First of all, girl, how you how you eating out one to two times a week? <laughs> <laughs> she says, I like to work through lunch and I meal prep. At times, they make little comments to make me feel like I'm excluding myself. How can I help them understand I want to use this time to prep? social pressure. Mm, Debbie, I feel for you because this is a difficult situation and this is a them problem, not a you problem, but you're kind of the one left dealing with the consequences. And that is obviously not fair, but a lot of things in life are not fair. So I'm going to kind of digest what you said. First of all, the whole like grade level expectation of eating out together one to two times per week. I know what you're talking about where a grade level team, it's kind of this idea of, oh, look, we're going to bond. We're going to you know go out to eat together one to two times per week. But I think it's unfair unless everyone has agreed to that. That should not be the expectation. And so I think one of the first things I would do is bring it up in some kind of a grade level meeting especially with it being a new year, it's the perfect time to have a new conversation about it. And you could even use like a new year's resolution kind of as like your scapegoat or your reasoning for wanting to cut back on eating out. Like that's a super easy thing for you to do, but you need to be upfront with them and explain like, Hey, I really like to use my work time to meal prep, could we cut back to maybe once every other week? And then that way there's some compromise there, right? Like you're giving a little, they're giving a little. Or you could always propose the idea that instead of them going out to eat, which as Bridget mentioned, I don't even know how they have the time to do that. Our lunch was only 25 minutes. And that was from the time that we were like taking kids to the cafeteria and picking them up. So in reality, it was less than 20 minutes that we actually had. But regardless, you could maybe propose them bringing food in, like getting it brought to the school or delivered to the school. That way you could still sit in on the lunch. You could eat your meal prep and maybe you don't join every single week. And again, it kind of becomes like an off and on. You go one week and you socialize and then the next week you eat by yourself so that you can get work done. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Everyone has different goals and different needs. As long as you're clear about your personal needs to your grade level saying, hey, I meal prep, you know, maybe you're wanting to save money, maybe you're wanting to eat certain foods and you want to use your time to be able to get things done. I think that's perfectly fine. You just have to communicate it with your team. Bridget, what are your thoughts? It's a tricky situation. Yeah, I I was in this situation actually last year. I don't know if, Michelle, you remember me telling you that the team always ate inside of the faculty room. And mm -hmm. it was almost like the expectation that everybody eats together. And when I showed up, I'm like, yeah, no, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> so um, I very early on set those boundaries with my team saying that I don't like to eat in the faculty room. I need to eat in my room because I do these different things and 
that's just how I roll. And so I think what Michelle mentioned as far as setting um, kind of a compromise with them is one of the best solutions where you can say, hey, I'll do it on certain days. I can't do it one to two times a week. Like, it's just not possible. Like, I will do it maybe one to two times a month if that's like okay with you guys. But I think at the end of the day, you're not there to make everybody else happy. You need to make yourself happy because at the end of the day, nobody else is going to look out for you except for you. So you just need to be upfront and forward with them. And if they can't handle it, it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you are not there to make everyone else happy because if you're sacrificing your meal prep and your lunchtime in order to eat out with them, you're making them happy, but you are the one left feeling disappointed and obviously frustrated because you submitted it as a TSH. And so I think that's a really good point. As we mentioned... At the beginning of this episode, it is a new year. And of course, around this time of year, everyone is talking about New Year's resolutions. And over the years, we have found that there are so many different like twists on New Year's resolutions. Some people don't do them at all because they're like, you have a fresh start every day. Some people pick one big goal for the year. Other people create mini goals. And then some people, myself included, are just trying to write the correct date at the top of their paper <laughs> with a new year. Yeah, I've never been much of a like big goal setter. I was one of those people that I was like, I don't want to set goals. I'm too scared because I know that I'm not going to stick with it. (laughs) So, but personally, I've always loved the idea of choosing a word that helps me to focus on what I, what I want to achieve. Now, this started back when I was really, really into planning. So in fact, if you guys go to one of my very first ever YouTube videos, it's where I'm showing off my teacher planner that I had created it's very cringe. It's very funny. <laughs> but there is a spot there where I have word for the year. And it does have like little sections where I can like put goals and things like that. Um, but I would always put the word and then I would never fill in the goals because that's just kind of how it was. So <laughs> anyways, but this year I do really want to embrace this idea of setting goals. Um, Michelle has just been my big like motivator when it comes to this because she's so darn good at it. But I'm also going to kind of continue with that word for 2024. I just got so much nostalgia from you mentioning your old videos because I can remember like watching them for the first time. And I even love going back and rewatching them. I know that you find them cringe, but so cringe, so cringe. I feel the same (laughs) watching my old videos, but I love going back and watching yours. I have done the whole picking a word for the New Year's before. Um, I'm going to do it again this year, but I have done it in the past. I actually did a writing activity with my students during my first year of teaching where when we first came back after New Year's, I had them choose a word. They did a little craft where they like made it into like a banner bunting kind of thing. And then, yeah, and then they wrote about how they were going to implement it. And I ended up having a surprise observation during that lesson. And I mean, it it went well enough that I wasn't fired. So that's good. (laughs) But I then stopped picking a word and started doing other things. But this year, I'm going to go back to picking a word for the year to kind of be a focus. But then I'm going to intertwine it with setting goals. So that word is going to kind of represent my year as a whole, and it will give me something to strive for and focus on. But then I'm going to set one goal each month, and I'm going to word it as, by the end of January, I want to blank. 
And my thought is that the goals I set each month will kind of tie into my word, but they will have a more narrow focus. And I think that that will be beneficial for me. Yeah. So you've always set goals for the year, right? Some in some fashion. Yeah. I'm a very goal goal oriented. oriented. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jinx. (laughs) You really are very goal oriented person, which is like great. Um, so I'll be very interested to see how like the month to month kind of goes along yeah. as we start to share some of that in this in in our on our podcast this year. So anyways, in this episode, we're going to be diving into the words and goals that will drive our results for this upcoming year. We want to encourage you guys to join us in this episode and think about your own 2024 words and goals. And also, we have a book review that's coming up next week. So if you want to follow along with us for that episode, be sure to grab your own copy of Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Is that, did I say his name right? That's how I've been saying it. Okay. <laughs> Which we will link for you like guys in the show notes so that you can go and grab it on Amazon. It's a very short read. Yeah, it's, it's an easy super read. Long. Yeah, very easy read. Yeah. Okay. So in full transparency, we are making this shift of picking a word for the year and then setting some kind of smaller goals because we saw how last year went and trying (laughs) to set goals for the entire year at once was just overwhelming. But then it also caused us to kind of lose our way as the year went on and things got busier and things shifted and changed. So if you want to hear more about that, you can go back and re-listen to these four episodes, 158, 170, 186, and 209. We share our goals for the year and we barely achieve any of them, spoiler alert, by the end of 2023, because it was just, it was too much. Yeah, I feel like we had big hopes and dreams <laughs> at the very beginning of 2023. We were like, oh my gosh, we're going to do all these amazing things. And then we would write them down. But honestly, I would never look at them. I would never have them in my mind as I was planning things out in my planner. And it just did not personally work very well for me at all. Yeah, I had the same issue. I wouldn't go back and look at it. And then I wouldn't even know what my goal was. I know. (laughs) So we are going to have slightly different approaches in 2024 based on how Bridget operates and how I operate. Like we have a lot of similarities, but we are different. And so we're going to kind of go down two slightly different roads. I think those roads are still somewhat parallel to each other. They're just going to be a little (laughs) different. And I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out as the year goes on and how these approaches fit our personalities. Because as we mentioned, I am very, very driven by goals. So personally, my approach is going to be to set one goal each month. That way I can focus on one thing at a time and kind of go hard on it. Bridget, do you want to talk about how you're going to approach it? Yeah, lady, I've never been a goal setter again. I personally just quit after I think about the goal. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then I'm just like going to give up because I'm so not competitive. (laughs) And I think it's that not competitive side that it's like, I'm just going to bow out of this because I know I'm not going to do well. (laughs) Um, And I don't even want to attempt to just compete with myself. So 
This year, I am taking a little bit of a different path than Michelle, but she has rubbed off on me, which is a great thing. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm going to look more at a quarterly basis versus a monthly. Monthly is too overwhelming for me. So if I think about it in a quarterly sense, that's going to help me try to focus and, and be able to get that done. I'm not setting it for the year. I'm only setting it for the first quarter. And then I'm going to reevaluate, reassess those goals once we kind of get to the very end of that quarter. But right now, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, guys. And then when we come back, we're going to start to share our word for 2024. Bridget, it is a new year and you know what they say. Um, New year, time to set goals that I'm not going to keep past January. Way to put your positive pants on. But yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, that is the case for a lot of people. But that's because they don't plan out their goals. Thankfully, we have something that can help with that. If you set any health or fitness goals for 2024, you need to grab our digital fitness planner. It has tons of templates that you can use to map out your goals, track your progress along the way, and stay motivated all year long. Head over to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store to grab your digital fitness planner and the matching stickers, both of which will be on sale 20% off for the entire month of January. And now back to the episode. We're back and I find it interesting that I've been kind of teasing my word. Like I mentioned in a previous podcast episode that I was I going to have a word. <laughs> yeah. And Bridget, as soon as we got done recording the podcast, she was like, I know your word. And she was correct. So my word for 2024 is intentional. I have been thinking about this word for the past three to four months. It just kept coming up in my brain as like, oh, I need to be more intentional. I need to be more intentional. And I think what I love about this word is that it applies to all areas of life, at least for me. I want to be more intentional with my work and career. I want to be more intentional with my relationships, with my powerlifting training, etc. So on that theme, when I set a goal for each month, I'm going to be very intentional about focusing on that singular goal and making sure that I'm progressing toward it. And this is something new that I also decided to do, Bridget, that I have not told you about. Oh, I remember you saying this to me when we were on the phone. Guys, by the way, as we're recording this podcast, I'm sick. So I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, you were telling me about this on the phone. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be thinking about it. But then I'm sick and I haven't thought about it. <laughs> okay. So here's what I have decided to do. Okay. And this drum roll. This ties into me just having turned 30 in October. Okay. So I'm in this new decade of my life. And being a list lover, I decided to make a list of, I'm calling it 40 before 40. It is 40 things I want to do before I turn 40. So oh, that's freaking cute. 40 things for the next decade. It comes out to like four things per year. However, I don't think it's going to actually play out that way because okay. I think, for example, looking at 2024, I should be able to knock out more than four based on what I kind of have planned. But that is also going to help me shape some of my monthly goals because I'm going to use that list. Um, but for example, 
I'll I'll share a couple of things from the list that Do I get to see this list beforehand. Like while well, everybody else can't see it. Can I see it? Because I'm your bef- best friend. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right now, like it's just in my notes app. I okay, okay, I have okay. all 40 things. I'll share a few of them that I know I'm not going to do this year, but like okay. things that I want to do. One thing on my list is to attend the Olympics, which Ooh. Los Angeles is hosting the Olympics in 2028. Wow. So I've already kind of pegged that. I just need to go to an event. I don't care if it's the dumbest event in the world. I just need to go to, to an event. An event. I want to attend a major event in New York City. So either the Thanksgiving Ooh. Day Parade or New Year's Eve. I would probably do New Year's Eve. Really? I want to. Well, yeah, because I don't like to travel during Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, so um, I want to see the Aurora Borealis, Northern Lights. Yeah, I want to do that too. I want to eat fondue in Switzerland. I want to snorkel the Great Barrier Reef. What? I <laughs> I want to hike to Everest Base Camp. I want to visit all 50 states. So I have about 20 left. So that'll be kind of like, that'll probably be one of the last goals yeah. that I end up getting because that'll take a bit. I want to go on a solo trip. So like, basically like a mini vacation but just me yeah and like I fly there by myself all of that oh my gosh I want to go to the airport and just take whatever the next domestic flight is so just like go up to the counter and like what's the next ticket oh my gosh fun right (laughs) fun no I'm paranoid (laughs) um and you'll hear a lot of these are travel but not all of them I want to take my parents on an international trip which my mom turned 65 this year I want to take my parents to Spain. I don't think it'll happen this year. It might be like early 2025, but that is something I want to do. Non-travel related, I want to spend a week without electronics. I want to grow something in a garden myself and then eat it. Yeah, girl. (laughs) Um, I want to go to a restaurant and order one of everything off a menu. I'll go somewhere with a small menu. (laughs) I want to leave a hundred percent tip for a bill that's over a hundred dollars. That one's kind of um, random. I want to pay for a stranger's meal at a restaurant. And again, I want it to be like a more expensive type of restaurant. So that's those are some of my 40 before 40 but you'll hear some more as we go so that is such a cool idea yeah I'm excited for it because again being sorry let me clear my throat throat) so being someone that is very goal oriented I feel like this will give me kind of purpose in this new decade like trying to accomplish these things that I've always said I want to do but I wouldn't take action on it unless I was intentional. So there yeah. we go. Okay. How about oh, your word? I really love that. Mine's so lame, guys. No, um, it's not. Okay. <laughs> so um, for the past like two years, my word has been simplify. It's funny that I kept those same word for two years, but it's because I wanted to simplify so much of my life. One, I wanted to simplify, simplify this, the carp that is all around my home. And in the classroom, which I think I started to do a really good job of. And by the time I had gone to the into the classroom last year, I really had minimized a lot, didn't yeah, I, Michelle? Like you I had. still have a lot. Like I still have a lot. But it was very well organized <laughs> and it was very simplified. And I started simplifying things in my business. I simplified, I've just tried to simplify a lot of my life. 
But this year, my word for the year is growth. Mm. Um, And this really comes from multiple areas because I am a person that is very content with whatever is happening in that moment, right? Like I am totally fine with just laying on the couch and not doing any of the 40 things that Michelle is doing. (laughs) Like I am totally happy with doing that. I am a hermit and I am fine with that. But I have really wanted to explore this idea of growth and getting outside of my comfort zone. And I think what really triggered this, Michelle, is this new position that I have, Hmm. because it has really put me outside of my comfort zone. I have had to explore areas of education that I did not know existed. I have had to explore content areas that I'm not an expert in. I am not a pro at. And I will get into my head so quickly and say, I can't do this. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? Like, I will automatically start to shut down. Yeah. So I want to grow in so many areas. I want to grow just as a person. Um, I want to grow in my motivation to like get sharp done. I want to grow in my business because we are reaching two years in March of Bridging Literacy, like the membership community. And we're doing really, really well. And I want to continue to grow in that business because it serves so many teachers. And the responses that I get from it is just so uplifting. And it's just, it's wonderful that it's helping so many people out there. So I want to grow there. I want to, um, grow like as a mom and as a spouse, like I want to be there more for my kids, which I've, you know, it's funny because I think of that word intentional, be more intentional with my kids too, to like help me grow in that area. Um, And growing with my husband. So like, you know, spending more time with him, making sure that I'm giving him the time and space for us to kind of be together. I mean, we've been together, what, 10, 11 years now at this point. So I know him very well. Um, And it's just, I don't know. That's kind of where my brain is at at the moment. I don't feel like I'm making any sense whatsoever because I have a headache. Um, But I am really excited just about growing in all areas of what I've done. I feel like I'm happy with where I'm at, but now I just need to extend on that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I find it interesting that we both picked words that do apply to multiple areas of our life. And so I think anyone listening to this, if you're wanting to follow along and choose your own word, I would suggest trying to find a word that you can somehow connect to multiple areas of your life because we are multidimensional as people. We're not just one area or one thing. And so having a word that you can apply to all those areas is really helpful for you. Bridget, I have a question for you. All right. Are you going to display your word anywhere as a reminder? And I'm asking this because I feel like I want to, but I'm not sure where or how I want to display it. I've thought about setting it as like the lock screen on my phone, but I'll be honest, my lock screen is literally just a black screen with the time and the weather up at the top in white. Like it is as basic as it comes. Wait a second. You used to have that other time that lock screen well so this is my lock screen now um it's black yeah you're looking it's totally black i did used to have a quote on there that was was like work hard yeah it was work hard stay humble i have that still on my phone as like a widget so on this screen i have it as like a little widget but when iphones like re 
did an update where they allowed you to select like customize your lock screen a little bit more I went to just basic so I don't know if I want to get over the like simplicity of it there uh, I also thought about hanging it up in my office but I wanted to see if you had any like great ideas so the only thing that I've ever done is I've placed it into my planner itself I've mm. never been the person to like put it up in the office I've never had it on my lock screen and I've never really thought about putting it up somewhere that I could look at it every single day because it was a word that I felt like I would think about. I would constantly just kind of keep it in the back of my mind, which is why I like the word versus like the big goals because I can yeah. remember a word. I can't remember goals. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I, I really have only ever just kept it in the back of my mind. Okay. I'm so I'm going to share this because I will probably never actually act on it. But I've had this idea lately and this is not in the notes. I'm deviating. Okay, okay. But go with me. I've had this idea of like if I were to ever create a product, you know, like a shark yeah. tank type of thing. I want something that you can hang from like your rear view mirror in your car that you can put like a, a quote or a word or like something. You would have the ability to like change it out so that every time you got in your car, you would see it. But then you could also maybe put like an air freshener on it or something. But I have wanted for the gym as like motivation, you know, I have certain numbers I want to hit for yeah. squat, bench and deadlift. And I wish I had a way to like display those numbers just as a constant reminder. So when I'm driving to the gym, I'm seeing that where it's like, that's what I'm going for. That's what I'm yeah. doing this for. But I, I haven't figured out like how would I want it displayed? Like, so I don't know. What you're saying is I need to go buy a Glowforge and I may need to make you one in wood. That's oh, what you're I'm saying. sorry. A what? A Glowforge? <sighs> Listen, this has been happening for a while. Okay. I really want a Glowforge. Trent keeps telling me no. What is that? <laughs> it's like a laser cutter. It cuts. Oh, gosh. It like cuts things. It's really cool. Okay. <laughs> I mean. I'll send you some videos. Okay. But yeah, um, go ahead and get that and then you can make one for me. <laughs> yeah, Trent will be so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we are now moving on to the goals section. So we have our words. What about our goals? Now, I'm going to map out my goals for the first three months of the year, but I would like to say I reserve the right to change February or March. Okay, okay? got it. So as I mentioned, I'm going to word them as by the end of January, I want to blank. So by the end of January, I want to read five books. Now, at first, I thought I was kind of like cheating because in my mind, I was like, ooh, we're going to do this book review. And then I realized we're doing the book review. In like we had to read the book. <laughs> yeah, we had to read the book in December. So it's not even counting for 2024. But here's my thought. I have realized it is really nice to have like quick wins, especially when you are starting something new, like a new habit or trying to make progress on a new goal. And so I am choosing this goal because I rarely make time for reading if I'm not intentional about it. But once I do read and finish a book, I never regret it. I'm always happy that I did it. And one thing on my 40 before 40 list is reading 52 books in a calendar year, which comes out to one a week. It doesn't have to be one every single week. Like some weeks I might read two, other weeks I might read zero, but finishing 52 books in a year. So in order to set myself up for this, if I can read five books in January, that will put me on track. And my thought is it will help me kind of establish that habit of reading more often. 
So I've already picked out the books I want to read for the month. I think that that will help make sure that I can actually accomplish it. And I've actually pulled them off the shelf. They're all books that I own. I have them ready to go. So I will be more likely to take action. So the first book I'm going to read is The Power of Habit, followed by The Slight Edge, which shout out to Mandy. Mandy, I know you're probably listening. She got me both of those books for my birthday back in October. And I've kind of held on to them because in the back of my brain, I had this thought. So I'm going to start with those two books. And those are both more like personal um, business. Yeah. 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 I wanted there to be kind of a variety. So then the next two books that I'm going to read are more fitness related. One is called Train Like a Warrior, and the other is called Relentless. Both of those, I started reading them and just never finished them. So I'm going to restart them and read them cover to cover. And then the final book is going to be just like a fiction, fun book. It is A Spark of Light by Jodi Pico, which she is my favorite author. Once again, I started reading that book like a couple years ago when it first came out and then just never finished because I got busy. So I want to go back and restart it. So that is January. Now, for the most part, I'm going to choose my goal for the next month at the end of the previous month. So like at the end of January, I would theoretically pick February's goal because the whole point of this new process is to not think too far ahead and kind of like get ahead of my skis, if you will. So I'm going to share what I'm thinking for February and March, but I may end up changing them because things could change. Yeah. You just never know. I know. Well, we know from 2023. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we do. So my thought is by the end of February, I want to solve a Rubik's Cube. I have what I have been calling a someday list. It's a list on Google Tasks of things where I'm just like, oh, someday I'll do that. And that's where I got some of the motivation for my 40 before 40 list items. But solving a Rubik's Cube has been on there for a really long time. Um, I've always wanted to solve a Rubik's Cube. I got one for Christmas as a kid. I still have it. I've just never been able to solve it. It's not that I don't think it's because I'm not capable. It's because I've never really committed the time to actually learn. So I want to see how quickly I can pick it up if I am intentional about it. And again, this is one of my 40 before 40 list items. So this would knock that out, which would be great. Nice. And then this is kind of my one that feels scary to say out loud. And Bridget, I don't think we've even talked about this. Oh, I don't think I've read this. That's because I went in and changed it after (gasps) we first planned it. (laughs) Okay. Whoa, people, y'all are about to have a heart attack. Get ready. (laughs) I'm just going to say it because I already mentioned I reserve the right to change it. By the end of March, I want to get certified to teach in Texas. So. Gasp. I don't know what I will do with that. I may do nothing, but I think it would just be good to have that certification because I've got some things in my thought process. But you will notice January is more of a habit goal. February is more of a like skill goal. And then March is like a work slash accomplishment goal. I don't know if I'm going to keep that pattern of having kind of diversity in them. It may not always work out that way. But I thought to start off, it would be nice to have a little bit of diversity. So that's that's what we're cooking with. Bridget, Bridget I'm, you know I'm that you and yours. I are going to have to hear. I'm going to ask you all the questions later on. That's fine. <laughs> all right. Sorry, guys. Y'all can't be a part of that one. Um, so I am going to go a little bit broader. As I mentioned, I'm going quarterly, not monthly, because I just can't. <laughs> 
So we are going to do quarter one, which is January to March. And I broke this down for a personal goal, a business goal. So for my business side, and then a professional goal for my work side that I have. So my personal goal is to have two nights of uninterrupted family time. This can be games, it can be food, it can be movie, it could be going out somewhere, it can be any of those but two nights a week where I can have uninterrupted family time. Like we're not on our phones. I'm not trying to answer emails. I'm not trying to open up a laptop and rush to get back to work. Like I want it to be true family time. Right now, it fluctuates. Like there are some weeks where I feel really great about it. There are other weeks where I don't feel really great about it. So I just have to be more cognizant of how I'm planning my time and my days so that I can kind of, again, it's growing as a mom and it's trying to spend more time with them. The second one, which is going to be business, is to host two live chats um, each month for the quarter. Now, this is a big one for me because I have changed kind of how I've done live chats over the year or so. And so now I find, I think I'm finding the sweet spot of where I like it. And so I do them for about an hour, hour and a half, depending on how many people show up and how many questions I end up having, where the conversation's going, and honestly, how long I can stay awake because it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And um, now I want to try to keep that pattern of two a month because I think it just is, it's an important thing. You build connection. It's there to help answer questions, to offer guidance for us to brainstorm like as a team. It's it's really, really nice. So I'm going to see if I can try to keep up with that for the quarter. My hope is to then just make it into a habit. So I don't even think about it. I just do it every every, you know, every month I have two of them. I also have like some financial pieces that are in there of how I want to grow my business, but I'm not going to share that with y'all. But just know that I do have like financial goals that I am trying to hit. The last one that I have, which is a professional piece, and this is part of my like job as a training and consulting staff developer, is to finish the following books. So, When I got the position, I was trying to learn all the things because again, I'm kind of growing in that area of, oh, I don't really know some of these items. So I'm having to learn all the things and I've started the books. I've gotten through them. Some are more than the others and I just need to finish them. So I want to do leading equity based MTSS. So it's multi-tiered systems of support. Comprehensive literacy for all, which is for um, complex needs and how to develop literacy in students who have complex needs. And then the PD book, which is about uh, delivering effective staff development to people. So um, those are my goals. Yeah, that's what I have for, for the first quarter. But I like that you have a goal for each kind of bucket of your life and one I'll goal call it one goal yeah not a one lot thing. one thing <laughs> and I also really like that you 
it goes back to that whole setting smart goals where like it needs to be measurable. And so rather than just saying, well, I want to spend more time with my family. Okay. But what does that mean to you? Right? Like, what does that look like? How do you know if you've reached that? And so having a very concrete, like I want to have two nights of uninterrupted family time, or I want to host two live chat events, or I want to finish these books. Like you will know very concretely whether those goals were achieved or not. Yeah. Yeah. So moving forward, our thought is we're going to have quarterly check-ins because obviously our goals are structured a little bit differently. Now, last year, you may remember, we set our goals at the beginning of the year. We did an end of quarter one check-in and an end of quarter two check-in. We completely skipped quarter three (laughs) and then we did a check-in at the end of the year. This year, I've already put them on our content calendar so we don't forget, but we will let you know how we are progressing toward our goals and then obviously new goals that we set each quarter because unlike last year, we're not dictating the entire year at once. And I'm really excited to see how it plays out. Yeah. And we'd love to know if you're planning to use a word for the 2024 year, screenshot this podcast and share it with at Pocketful of Primary and at bridging.literacy. It changed y'all. It changed. Okay. It changed. We're, we're, we're overhauling everything. So bridging.literacy is the new Instagram handle for me. So be sure to share it with those two. Um, we can't wait to see what words you guys have selected for the year. Yeah, we love when y'all like play along to the podcast. So if we tell you to like screenshot something, we pay attention. Yeah. Okay. You're our favorite. That's all I'm saying. If you do it, you're you're our favorites. (laughs) Bribery. (laughs) All right. We would love for you to also check out our website, teachingonthedouble.com. Once you are there, you can purchase some new planners for the 2024 year to help keep you organized. You can submit a time sucking hurdle for the chance to be featured in a future episode or even inspire the whole episode. Go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you listen to our podcast. That way you are notified when we drop every new episode on Thursday mornings. And if you do listen to us through Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us a review. It really does help us get into the ears of so many more teachers. And until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.